Hey there, Attack on Titan fans. Welcome to another episode of the Attack on Titan After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Today, we are talking about episode 34 opening. And though my heart is broken, we have a very special guest with us tonight. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. This song will never cease to give me the feels. I know, I know the full theme was a little underwhelming, but like, the, I like so, the light show that's happening in here right now. It's really yeah. It's like we're gonna sort of have like an ambiance. Like pretty I, much, yeah. I feel like I'm ready to just like get out there, jump over the wall, and like take on some titans. It's gonna be fine, guys. <laughs> well, you need to be leading this rescue mission yeah, then, because uh, totally, that is 100%. exactly what it needs. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the Attack on Titan After Show. Let me go ahead and introduce my fantastic panel. To my left, Emma Fife. Hi, that's me. I'm Emma Fife. I can be found all over the internet at my name. It's Emma Fife. It says it in the lower third, probably. <laughs> to her left, the lovely Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. You can find me all over the social medias at Kiaxe. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. Sadly, Alexis Torres could not join us tonight. She has she is been recovering from being attacked. attacked. And it's By the a, Titans. It's a huge bummer. But we got her a horse. She's going to investigate another town. In her right. stead, we have the wonderful Elizabeth Maxwell joining Yay. us tonight. AKA the voice of Emir, the voice of Winter from Ruby, uh, the voice of Nikki from Camp Camp. You guys, people who watch our other after shows might be familiar with her work a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Or at uh, least my voice. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you don't know her face, that voice is unmistakable. 100% accurate. And I'm Megan Salinas. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. We're going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag ABTVTighten in case you guys have any questions for our special guest. And uh, Emma and Katie have you guys covered on the live chat. Um, as always, guys little bit of a disclaimer, please no manga spoilers in the chat or in the YouTube comments. We are keeping the discussion to this episode only because there are some people both watching our after show and on this after show who have not read the manga. So please be courteous. <laughs> so we'd really that's appreciate the last it. thing we want. <laughs> so we'd really appreciate it, guys, if you kept everything spoiler free. Um, guys... This is a, I feel like this was a really good companion to the last episode in that not a ton happened, but the bits of information that we get are soul shattering. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, the, it, it's interesting because this season came in swinging so hard with the action, like in a way that season one didn't. Like season one hits you over the head real hard with the action in the first couple of episodes, and then they're like, well, now we're going to go train to be soldiers. And like, there's <laughs> like eight episodes before we do anything again. Yeah, and then exactly. it's like, Yep. Exactly. Where it hits you really hard. Right. Whereas whereas this one comes in swinging right away, and now you feel that you kind of earned these episodes that are a little bit more retrospective, and it's like people looking at the state of the world and who is the enemy. (laughs) And yeah, I, I I have really enjoyed. How little has happened in the yes. last two episodes, actually. <laughs> Which is a weird thing to say. Either. We yeah. really need so, you know, people who miss the point of the show and watch it for the action only are probably sitting here going, oh, we need more action. But 
this really helps build the characters so that, again, when we get into another action piece, the stakes are that much higher because now we know that Reiner is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And I mean, they got to make you love the characters before they kill them, I right? Know, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or before they reveal that they're insane. <laughs> Megan's favorite character is Reiner. Yeah, <laughs> Megan, I'm so sorry. Uh, and then we have Amir, who is a mystery wrapped in an enigma. But yeah. she has gotten so much interesting development this season, and it's been such a joy to sort of see that unfold. Yeah. So I, I wanted to ask you, Elizabeth, after we had that whole disclaimer about, like, don't read, don't spoil the manga, guys. Like, not everybody's read ahead. When you were cast as Ymir, who, even in the first season where she doesn't do all that much, still made a huge impression on me. Did you, like, read ahead in the manga to be like, oh, what happens with my character? I didn't read ahead. I had no idea. And in all honesty, I don't think Mike McFarland had much of an idea either. Because I don't know if you guys remember, but Attack on Titan was my very first yeah. job with Funimation. Yeah. So, bless his heart, I'm not sure he would have cast me. <laughs> He's like, oh wait, this is a major character. Like, like this is this. She sort of like completes the trifecta of like really badass women on the show. Not to say that Krista isn't. Krista definitely is in her own way. But it's like you've got Mikasa and you've got Annie, and now this season, like Ymir is like easily the like second most badass girl on the show. Exactly, wrecking things and taking names. Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like that's not giving Mike enough credit. I feel like he knew and Mir was gonna be great, and he's like, we need somebody great to take this to take on this character. So has it been fun for you, kind of watching kind of the evolution of this character and seeing her relationship with Krista develop? It's been so satisfying, so (laughs) incredibly satisfying. because I feel like it touches on a, I mean, A, a kind of relationship that, like, we don't get to explore very much in anime, or at least have not, like, before, like, Yuri on Ice. Right, you know? sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like, I do feel like for a long time, and she still is kind of, Amir was such an enigma, it's nice to finally start to feel like I'm getting into her brain a little bit, and, like, understanding what makes her tick, and, like, why she is the way she is, and I feel like it... Honestly, has like helped me play her right better, yeah, as well. Well, because you're starting to get some of the bits and pieces of her backstory, and even though we don't quite know all yeah. of where she came <laughs> from just yet, we are starting to get the sense of you know this sort of uh, uh, nurturing and and like very protective nature that she has towards Krista. And so it's been really interesting to have this character who, again, we didn't really know that much about last season. And suddenly this season, she's just one of the most fascinating characters to me. She's like, I, I, I went to Catholic school. And at one point during, like, the dubbing session, I would just, like, had it pop into my head. I'm like... Amira would be like the patron saint of tough love yeah. <laughs> in the Catholic world. Like, <laughs> oh, she would be the meanest teacher, but like, like at a Catholic school in terms of like nuns. Oh, but she would be so great too. Um, She'd be that nun where no one's sure how she became a nun or why. <laughs> but she's there and you don't dare fall asleep in her class. Like you see her slip like a shot, like a, a flask full of something. And you're like, eh, <laughs> what if that sacramental wine or not? <laughs> it's water. I'm waiting for Jesus. Oh, but she, but one of the things I've really loved about it, too, is that finding out that she's a titan it ties in not only to her backstory and her motivations and whether or not, you know, as you pointed out, whether or not who we can tell whether or not she's the enemy, but it also ties into the larger world outside the walls. 
because we've been so confined and the story has been so laser focused on what's going on within the walls, making her a titan has kind of expanded that and makes us realize there there is a big wide world out mm-hmm. there and we know nothing about what's going and on. And there's like different factions of titans mm-hmm. it seems. Yes. And like the fact that they're like not automatically on the same side because they're titans, I'm like Oh. Yeah, and yeah. we also have the Beast Titan that's just kind of like, hey guys, what's going on in this thread? Let me throw some rocks. Yeah, well, and, I, <laughs> and it was super interesting in this episode too when Ymir brought up to Marco and Reiner, uh, to Berthold and Reiner, sorry, in the chat, everyone's like, there was that scene with Marco, there was a flashback. <laughs> We're going to talk about we'll that. We'll talk guys. about it, guys. Austin, um, Kendall. Uh, with uh, Berthold and Reiner, where they basically were like, um, where she, you know, says to them, like, okay, well, what's the deal with that monkey? And Aaron's like, what monkey? And then you remember, like, Aaron wasn't there for that. He's like, wait, wait, wait. Someone needs to run this by me. What happened now? Yep, yep. And they still don't, like, really tell him. They're like, it's not it's not on your level. Although, I don't know about you guys. I would have classified it as more of a gorilla. Yeah, myself. I agree. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, Elizabeth. Yeah. I think mean, I'm kind of orangutan, really. Okay, all in, right. In their defense, they might, I'm guessing they haven't seen a whole wide variety of, you know, of different types of animals. I'm guessing they've lifetime. literally never seen a monkey outside of a book. Probably, probably not. <laughs> probably not a gorilla. Uh, and they certainly probably don't know what a Sasquatch is. Because that's what I, I would kind of... Uh, I, I look at that's him and I'm like, that's Sasquatch fair. Titan? Maybe? <laughs> I'm not sure. He's that the, sounds far less intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> He's the missing link between Titans and humans and... <laughs> And monkeys? I guess I have no idea. He's another mystery wrapped in an enigma. Uh, but for for this situation, I love bottle episodes too, where it's just a group of characters in one place, and there's a there's a bit of tension. There's something that a conflict that we have to resolve, and that that's kind of what this episode is. It's just mm-hmm. basically these four characters. I wouldn't say having a heart to heart, but having a conflict in that. Emir and Aaron are kind of in a rock and a hard place and they have no means of escape. They don't want to go with them, but it makes it easier for Reiner and Boltholt if they get them to comply. So they have to kind of, without giving everything away, find a way to get them on their side. And I find that fascinating. Yeah, especially when might. they have no reason to trust them. They might have managed it with Emir. Yeah. That's, that's also why I'm looking over here. It's just like, just poker face. Just poker face. It's good. Yeah. No, guys, I have not been, like, reading it. I don't know what's going to happen either. You know what's well, going to happen in the next three way, episodes? Right? Yeah. I assume? you From dubbed? what she's dubbed. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> we got three more episodes in the season. But it's that's... kind of, uh, and that's a good stance, too, is, like, having... Like deciding whether or not to read ahead in the manga because I know a lot of people when they get cast want mm. to read into their character as much as possible and do as much research as possible. I'm guessing you've gone the other route because you'd rather let the mystery unfold as you discover the character. I have to admit this decision was a bit selfish. <laughs> like I feel like normally if I was playing a character that had that much of a secret I might be like oh well I should know what's going to happen because she kind of knows, right? Right. But I was just like, I love this show right. so much. Exactly. And you're like, I just want to enjoy it like everyone it. else and be surprised. But I think and there is something to be said in that as well in terms of it like playing into your performance because then you never risk 
like accidentally knowing too much. You know right. what I mean? Projecting. Yeah, 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 projecting that you already know. Um, a couple things uh, on Twitter uh, to address. Uh, so uh, at J Blue Eyed Stare says uh, Reiner causes the death of hundreds of thousands of people, including Aaron's mom, and then asks Aaron why he's so angry, <laughs> which is really this whole episode in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, Ace Trainer ninety seven uh, asks. How did Reiner manage to get Aaron's ODM gear if it gets destroyed when they're in Titan form? But remember, Ooh. it's not Aaron's gear. It's some guys. <laughs> no, Burkholt has some guys. Oh. I just kind of assumed that when when they transform into Titans that any sort of it apparel just, like, that falls they, off. Yeah. Or no, like, I don't know, though, because I Aaron it just gets it came pace. out with the cape and everything. Though. Yeah, because both Aaron and uh, and uh, Ymir are, like, not naked. Like, they yeah. have clothes. I feel That's like, good point. I feel like if they're wearing it, like, their Titan bodies will just form around the gear and yeah. whatever they're wearing. So that's that's the way I kind of figured it. Right, I, is I when he, like, ripped them out. I never yeah. assumed that the Odin But I don't know, because the first time he got, like, nommed by a Titan, he did. But this that, is an inconsistency. <laughs> but like, this is fair. Guys, guys eaten by a, a wizard did it. Oh, yes. Anytime Which you is... notice anything like that, a, a wizard, wizard did, did it. Yeah, those well-known attack on Titan wizards. <laughs> and speaking of some guy, I want to bring this up. This was a YouTube comment on last week's episode. Yes. The name's not on the screen cap, but know that we adore you. They left a eulogy for some guy. Oh, no. Oh. We are gathered here in memoriam of our dearly departed comrade, some guy. He was born to some parents in some place. He has preceded and death by some grandparents. He is survived by some family, including some siblings. We will never forget the impact you've had on our lives, some guy. R.I.P. <laughs> hashtag memorial some guy. Hashtag R.I.P. some guy. <laughs> you! I like you. Literally my favorite comment that we've ever gotten for this show. It's kind of fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Um, but A little while ago, someone got eaten and the subs just said, oh no, it's some guy. <laughs> it's someone. Like, and I really think that whoever's doing the subtitling is just straight up messing with us because we had that, I'll go investigate so you could just stay here and faint or something. And she does. Which, <laughs> by the way, poor Hanji. She, uh, we were talking a lot about characters' determinations last episode, yeah. and Hanji was one of those characters. Here, she can't stand up, and she's demanding a horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's crawling atop the wall and is demanding a horse so she can go investigate. We have I to did. go investigate the Titan that may or may not be Connie's mom. I did think it was pretty hilarious, like how they showed like the aerial group shot of like them all like gathered around the map, and she's still just like <laughs> on her back. <laughs> Nobody's gotten her a pillow no. or anything. Like no one's helped her to like her feet or anything like that. She's just like, we don't have time for that. We don't believe in pillows in the Scout Corps. Come on, yeah. And, and even in this instance, no one, no one like track like. No one makes sure she's okay. They literally just leave her crawling on the ground. The scout regiment is filled with not great people. Yeah. Well, apparently all the competent doctors within the wall just inject their sons with unknown substances and then leave. It's not like they've got great medical <laughs> care. Yeah, it seems like their their main like solution to, oh, you there might be something wrong with you. We're just going to like inject you with some Titan juice and see what happens, <laughs> you know? It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's either Titan juice or take a nap. You'll you'll sleep right. it off, whatever it is. <laughs> you'll, you'll sleep, sleep off your concussion. No problem. It's okay. <laughs> Everyone has a concussion. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but you know who might have hit his head is, at least it might seem that way, is Reiner. Because a lot of this episode 
focuses on he crazy he's crazy what's worse than a titan yep a uh, schizophrenic titan no. <laughs> well, chat's calling it dissociative identity disorder yeah, and i hesitate actually... well i hesitate to say that that's the case because it's not another full-on identity no but it is him but they it's do definitely they, they definitely address the fact however that like the reason that reiner kind of is the way he is so first of all um, I wanted to punch him in the face when he was like, oh yeah, Krista totally has a thing for me. And I was like, <laughs> I have never liked Aaron more than I did in that moment of him being like, you shut up. <laughs> you you shut are crazy. Face. How dare you? Uh, Namir is just like, that's my girlfriend. I know. That is her girlfriend. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I feel like at that point, Amir had been like, this guy's crazy. I'm just yeah. going to say Wait, so anything. Would it be Munchausen? Isn't that like oh, when you like begin to I like that, Munchausen? What, Munchausen uh, the, by proxy is when you make somebody else sick right. so that you get the sympathy. And, Munchau- and Munchausen syndrome is when you make yourself sick to get okay. the sympathy. Oh no no no! Okay, what's the one where you identify with your captor? Oh, that's Stockholm, Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, that it is a little bit Stockholm syndrome in a way. I mean, it was like an elected captor for sure, but the, he did like develop this sort of totally dissociated personality that is the person that we have been seeing, who is this very supportive, good soldier. He was always kind to Aaron, even when everybody else was being kind of a jerk to him. And he was really, he and Virgil (laughs) both were like really supportive. This is where I feel really betrayed. Because I fell for the same facade that everybody else did. But the, the thing that I think is so cool and interesting is the fact that it's, not a facade. It is no. literally a psychological, like, coping mechanism that we have been seeing this whole time. So, and you can see it on Berthold's face when yeah. Berthold switches gears and is like, I've been thinking, we've been working really hard for the past, like, 48 hours. It, we should totally have a vacation. I mean, I don't think we should be promoted yet, but I really do think, we, and Berthold's just like, sitting there going, he's doing it again. He's doing it again. I don't know how to handle this. Everyone around him is like, what is happening right now? I I will be honest. I got when I got spoiled for the reveal of uh, of Reiner being the Armor Titan. I was talking to a friend about it who had read the manga, and she, I was like, "Man, I'm really bummed about this. I really liked him." And she goes, "No, no, no. You still like you'll still like Reiner." And I'm like, "I don't. He killed lots of people on purpose. I don't see how I can like someone like that." She's like, "Just you wait." you'll still like Reiner as a character. And finding out that that facade isn't a facade, that it is very much inherently a part of who he is in terms of having to come to terms with the terrible things that he's done, I do still like him. He's still my favorite. It makes me so sad. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I think they did a really good job like making his character incredibly sympathetic, like right out of the gate of being like, uh, what? He's the armored titan. What's the deal here? Like, he started all of this conflict, and then you're like, oh, I get it, though, a little bit. It was like the plan was to infiltrate, and he just got in too deep. He went native. I'm really curious about the distinction that they've been making and calling them warriors. Right. And not soldiers. I'm like... 
RA in chat says, seems like the words warrior and soldier are keywords used by Berthold to snap Reiner out of whatever personality he's in. You know what it probably is? Soldiers work for the society that they're trying to take down, whereas warriors are probably like more of a Viking mentality of like, hey, we're like a clan of people who, who conquer and do this for honor, uh, because that seems to be a big part of Reiner's motivation, at least in terms of justifying the things that he's done, is like, it's my duty to go and do these things. I don't... It's really upsetting, though, because... And it must be really hard for Bertolt as well because he goes, he has to sit there and watch his friend go back and forth between personalities and being in the state of awareness and then unawareness. And we see that in the flashback to Marco. And I wonder if that's the point where Reiner just straight up split. That might have been that might have been the breaking point. Was um, it, he might have had he might have been you know able to keep it under control up until their actions directly caused a comrade that they had you know come to care about they directly caused this character to die and that was something that had always been left ambiguous if we we go back to season one and we go back we knew that annie at at the very least had stolen Bertholdt's gear. Like, again, best case Marco's scenario. Gear. I'm sorry. <laughs> best case scenario, Annie watched Bertholdt. Da- or, I don't know why I keep saying Bertholdt. They <laughs> look the Marco. same. They <laughs> do. Hey, to be fair, they. Marco has freckles. He does have freckles. <laughs> Completely different. You're right. Very like important distinction. Fewer inches in hot. <laughs> yeah. 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 But best case scenario, we're like, okay, she watched him die and then stole his gear. Worst case scenario, she actually actively killed him and took his gear. And here in this flashback, we see that they actually subdued him and either purposely threw him at the Titan or left him to die. Right. So as as uh, both, both are terrible. Right. Scenarios. As Reiner is like confused about what's happening and being Why like, Why is Marco getting oh, eaten? Right. <laughs> and this is probably also uh, the the few bits of really emotional scenes that we see from Annie too. Oh yeah, because we see her crying too. Yeah, none of them wanted to do this, and that brings up a lot of questions, especially when Reiner is like. Oh, you don't have to tell me. Like, even though clearly we did. He's like, you don't have to remind me of the terrible things we've done. We kind of did. Like, ten minutes ago, you had no clue what we were talking ten about. Ten minutes ago, you were talking about taking a vacation and getting a promotion. I do okay. feel like I finally understand why Berthold has always been so quiet. I agree! <laughs> no, I... Internal everything. I, I completely, completely agree. Like, th- this episode was such a good Berthold episode for me because I was like, oh, I get it now. I understand why you're so quiet and why you've seemed so weird this season. <laughs> and, like, you... Th- you you sit there and feel your feelings in your sweater, Bertold. <laughs> He's like, Bertold's not here right now. He's in sweater town. <laughs> and he keeps getting called a lackey and a chub. Oh, no. Like everyone's just like, yeah, you have a big head and big feet, but really, that's all you do in Titanfall. I know, but at the same time, it's like, I can't, but like, put yourself in Bertold's shoes of like working with Reiner, and you're like, okay, we're supposed to be in this 
together, but now like you've turned and he's into this. Gone off. You've turned <laughs> into this person I don't know. He is uh, off the reservation yeah. at this point. It it totally explains because um Bert Holt at the beginning of the series said that his his end goal was to be in the military police. Probably with Annie. Yeah. And Reiner going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs <gasps> Ooh, and like joining the Scout Regiment because he's gone crazy. Bertholdt's probably like, well, this isn't the plan, but I gotta stick with him. Annie, you've probably got a handle on it, right? I. Yeah. I'll be back, I guess, maybe. It's so interesting. I need to make sure he doesn't say or do anything stupid, like revealing our plan too early and trying to get Aaron on his side by revealing our plan to Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> and it, it was really interesting because so much of this episode was literally just like sitting on a tree and talking about stuff. and <laughs> Talking like, about our feelings. Yeah, talking about our feelings and sorting out what's what's going on with everybody. And regrowing and, limbs. Yes, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of, just there was a lot of uh, limb regeneration. We learned a little bit. <laughs> about Titan Powers and for anyone who paused and read the text in the little in-between mm-hmm. ad break, yeah, as long as they're not completely dead, they can regenerate organs and limbs and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Just don't be dead. Yes. In the eye catch, that's what that's called. Is that that's what that's That's what it's called, called is an eye catch. Because we call that you... way too much information and not enough to <laughs> blink and you'll miss it. Yeah. <laughs> I still can't get over the, like, end of season one, that one where the entire screen is text. It's like, I like, hate huh? you. <laughs> I love you and I hate you because both screens are... <laughs> I had a class like that once where the PowerPoint was literal Too walls fast. of text. Literal <laughs> walls of text oh and he boy. expected us to write it all down. And oh it boy. was completely contrary to what we, he was actually talking about. That was a weird class. It was a terrible <laughs> class. I was, you know, having college Neither flashbacks seeing that. Speaking of commercial breaks, I want to talk to you guys really quickly about iTunes. Hey! Folks, what, what? Thanks, thank you to everybody who's <laughs> gone to iTunes to rate, subscribe, leave a comment. We love hearing from you and it is the best way to let our producers know that you guys like the show that we're putting on. It keeps the lights here on at the studio. It keeps us at these fancy desks. And guys, it honestly, it's kind of the highlight of my day seeing the fun things that you guys write even when occasionally it's a it's a painful pun. Um, but guys... Send us more puns. No, don't do that. <laughs> Send us more puns. I live on them. But guys, if you do leave a comment, you might even get a shout out on the show. Yeah. Do we have any new we ones this week? We have three new ones Dang. this week. Uh, hell. Yeah, the yeah. only reason I look forward to Tuesday, they're all five stars, by the way, this Aww. week. There's no one star one this week. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, someone was mad. Yeah, they don't, they don't like girls that are enthusiastic about a Attack a bu- on Titan. It was just a bunch of girls yelling. Uh, <laughs> screaming, actually, was oh, the word that, that they used. Yeah. That is how I live my life. Yeah, I, judge me. I feel like Attack on Titan is normally just a bunch of people screaming. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's it. That's the show. Yeah. Do you? What do you want this to be? Like NPR? Like, well, on this latest episode of Attack on Titan, I we're really going, felt like we're going to uh, talk about some sweaty balls. Yeah, I can't NPR get really without close to the microphone. Yes, I can't NPR without going into the Saturday Night Live <laughs> Christmas sketch. So. Uh, yeah. So this first one is uh, by uh, Brock three five five six. The only reason I look forward to Tuesday. I love this Aww. podcast. I tune in religiously every Tuesday on. My way to work, and usually again on my way home. It's great to hear you guys talk about the episodes because you have genuine enthusiasm about the show. Y'all are amazing. Also, have you ladies seen the other Attack on Titan parody, A Slap on Titan? I have not. Uh, (laughs) Just binged it after abridged, and it's hilarious. Uh, Yeah, and then we've got uh, OMG, They're Back by Tales Marvel Tailgate. 
Uh, it's great to see another podcast of one of the shows. I always love seeing Megan and Katie from Ruby, Steven Universe, and Voltron. I'm on Steven Universe and Voltron. <laughs> uh, plus, plus Emma from Bob's Burgers. Uh, you guys always leaving me with more questions about the show, and I love it. Uh, a question I have for you guys is, uh, do you think Annie will give Mikasa the female Titan's powers? Keep up the good work, is ladies. Is that a transferable I don't think thing? you can transfer I don't Titan think powers. That works. Yeah. That would be awesome, All though. I can think of is, like, blood transfusion, and then yeah. my brain went Titan AIDS, and then I went, yeah. no. I don't think that's <laughs> oh, how God. it works. That is not how it works. Yep. Uh, and then the last one is Amazing Crew by Frontline 205. The chemistry these ladies have is amazing, and I find myself laughing out loud on occasion while listening. The crew really know their stuff and give good insight into each episode. So thank you guys uh, for saying nice things about thank us. Thank you. <laughs> we love you. You, know you guys are the best. You guys are the only reason they allow us to come in here and scream <laughs> about Attack on Titan. Because they're like, oh, so people much screaming. like talking about Attack on Titan. Imagine that. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, okay, so to get back to this episode, yeah, I feel like re- poor Bert Holt, you know, a couple episodes ago when we had the big reveal, it was nothing but internal Bert Holt screaming. This episode yep. is just internal sobbing. I know. Because not only that, but he has to confront Aaron with the fact that Aaron is like, you guys lied to yeah. my face. You murdered my mom and had to, and you sat there while I told you the story, mm-hmm. and you didn't bat an eyelash. How how do you do something like that? What were you do thinking? You do something like that. I don't well, know. I was thinking that I felt kind of sorry for you. I felt like kind of bad, a little bit. I don't know. A little bit. Yeah. And Not I'm, bad enough to go to Sweater Town. No. <laughs> now I'm in Sweater Town, though. Yeah. Yeah, and on top of that, it's like, you wonder with Reiner, too, like, when when did, like, the personality split start Actually to come occurred. about? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it could have been that at that point, like, Reiner was already getting pretty deep with this, like, noble, Other good soldier personality, and that Berthold was like, I don't really know how to process this so I'm just gonna listen and uh, I'm gonna nod in sympathy. (laughs) I feel like it is the incident with Marco that did it because usually it takes a traumatic, usually I'm talking out my ass here. Yeah, Uh, not our psychological professionals. Yeah, no, no, no. Attack on Titan and Psychology like one of those books, you know, compiled essays. (laughs) Oh boy. But yeah, I feel like it would take a traumatic event to really cause that split to manifest. Like he could be balancing fairly well throughout training, throughout the first, like whatever. Right, right. And then when you have to turn around and kill someone that you have spent years and years and years in training with, where your allies, where your friends, there's no way they didn't sit down and have a nice little chit chat with Marco more than once. I mean, come on, that's what Reiner did. And so I'm sure that was part of the, he's my friend. I'm helping murder my friend. Why is my friend dead? And that's just, that's it. We're done. Good night, everyone. Although I have to say that flashback that where they showed where like Aaron was like, I've decided that I have to kill them all with my own two hands. And like Reiner is like on top of like this ledge, like majestically <laughs> looking out into the sunset like, and I have no doubt that you will. <laughs> and I'm like, that's some pretty good acting. That, yeah, that's like, some pretty good acting. Yeah. If like he isn't split by then. Cause I believed it. Yeah. I totally ate that crap up. Yeah. I almost said I can't remember <laughs> if I'm allowed to yeah. we, uh, on no. this show, yeah. We keep it the language of the show and they said shit quite a bit. They did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well I ate that shit right up. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Like I yeah. said, I fell for it. But 
But, and this is, yeah, again, just from Bertholdt's perspective, if it was a long time thing as opposed to just thing something that happened, if it's something that happened over the course of right. several years, then he's watching his friend slip away and he has, he can't do anything yeah. about it. And I will, he has to keep up the act too. Yeah. And I will say too that had Bertholdt not been part of the equation, I would have never suspected Reiner of anything, but because Bertolt was being such a weirdo this season, I was like, <laughs> sums up with those two. Which wallflower uh, <laughs> worries me. <laughs> it's kind of amazing that he didn't just explode at some point and just scream at somebody because he's been internalizing all mm-hmm. of this. And for the longest time, we've been looking at Bertolt as the quiet one, as the weak one, uh, when in fact, Reiner is the one that couldn't deal with the things that they had done right. and fractured his psyche as a result. How I mean, strong- that's kind of what happens when you commit mass murder. You're yeah. either already crazy or you go there. Yeah. But, but like I said, Bertholdt is keeping it together. He is keeping it together. And he's watching his friends spiral out of control. Right. So Bertholdt's a lot stronger than we actually give him credit for. But it is interesting, too, to see, you know... Berthold and Reiner and the revelation that they are Titans now trying to form an alliance with Ymir, who is also a Titan, but is also the Titan who killed their friend in that flashback. I know. I was. Do we have any clue, like, as to the identity of that no. friend yet? Mm-hmm. Not in the show, anyway. It was just some guy. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I feel like I have to say this out loud somewhere because I have this niggling suspicion that this is important. I don't know if you guys caught on to this, but in the flashback, Mm -hmm. Amir's teeth are flat. Mm -hmm. And when she is fighting all the other titans at the tower, they're pointy. pointy. And I'm like, I don't know what that means, but I bet it means something. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, You heard it here first. (laughs) Well, either Ymir has a twin titan with different teeth, and that is just one hell of a coincidence, or yeah, something After Buzz TV exclusive, guys. After Buzz TV exclusive. There you go. Yeah, I am just, I am so interested to know, like, how that is all going to play out, because they have not, like, addressed that fact no. out loud yet. And I, I actually feel like your your approach to Emir in terms of not wanting to look at the outside sources for this character is actually a good thing because Emir herself points out that she's pretty clueless as to the other factions that happen to be at play here. Mm-hmm. Which may or may not be the truth. Yeah, That's also true. Mm. She's... We forget, but she's also spent years and years lying to everyone as well. Yeah, she's not a very good liar. <laughs> as has been evidenced in previous episodes. <laughs> yeah, she didn't really like develop the split personality thing. And- <laughs> That's so funny, guys. That's so funny. Why would you even bring that up? That's dumb. You're dumb. That's dumb. Connie, you're hilarious. <laughs> Well, I think you broke chat with that revelation. We're on about a minute delay and it just now hit (laughs) the teeth. Um, But something, she might not be a great liar, but you know what she is? A great judge of character. Yeah. She's able to pick apart what they're, what kind, what's happening with them better than I think anybody has up until this point. Oh, yeah. I mean, if Ymir had not been in this episode, it would have just been Aaron yelling at them and we would have learned nothing. (laughs) 
But when, when she points all this out, he's like, I have to do the one thing that I've never been able to do in my entire life. Suppress my emotions. Keep it together. Just, and he just looks so angry and it's just like, ah. Like, like, is it physically hurting you? Are you going to be okay? I, I think it does. I think it physically hurts him to try to keep it together. I think yeah. he finds it uh, disarming. Mm. Hey. Oh, come mm. on. That was handy. Boom. <laughs> oh. 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 Yep, that's where I was wham, going. Wham. <laughs> oh, it hurts so much. But, yeah. but again, seeing this kind of side of Emir is very fascinating because she's always had this survival instinct about her. And in this scenario, she's looking at it from every angle to see how am I going to get out of this? How am, how am I going to survive the situation I'm in right now? I mean, this is one of the only episodes, too, where, like, we've spent more time with her where she's not like actively involved in some sort of combat or running away situation. Like we're really getting to spend some time with her just kind of like prying into the psyche of others, honestly. And it was really interesting. She's got this little flathead screwdriver and she's just going for the crack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She has, she has one of those, like, I feel like she's got, like, a stream of consciousness, like, yeah. sort of thing where she's just like, yes, 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 oh, I may have said too much. <laughs> <laughs> You're obviously oh, no. getting really upset here. Oh, no. <laughs> because you do kind of wonder what the relationship between all the various human titans are. I mean, yeah. we don't know. Is there a connection? Right, because we... And who else is there? Exactly. I'm assuming this isn't everyone. I'm sure it's no not. idea. Because, you know, Aaron obviously is very much an independent party. I am sure that there is some greater purpose to him. I don't think that his dad really just willy-nilly was experimenting on his child. I know he did it for a reason. Um, and so you kind of wonder, like, what's the reasoning for Ymir to be a Titan? Because she seems more of the Aaron variety, except we did also see her eat somebody. So it's just... Yeah. But she also ate someone from the village that Berthold and Reiner are from, and we know that they're, like, kind of bad guys, so maybe she... so she might still be in the right in that scenario, and we're like... She might have just eaten another Titan. She she doesn't... And we... There's also the possibility that she might not have even known that she did that. Yeah. That's entirely possible. She might have been unaware if she had just transformed into a Titan in that moment. Yeah. (sighs) I also find it kind of... Sorry, this isn't this episode. That's fine. But isn't she, after the Beast Titan, the only Titan that has talked? Yeah, Like, yes. intelligibly yes. in Susan, Titan yeah, form? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, even Aaron so, just kind of gives a nod. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did Let get Let me stick out my pointy home. tongue at you. <laughs> we did get welcome home from may or may not be Connie's mom. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Okay. Um, but... <sighs> That's Man. different. That's but, creepy. And like, Ymir had like an actual command of language. <laughs> yeah. That, well, there's still far a less human horror in there. movie when Ymir yeah. spoke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, with this, with her and like, we still don't even know what her connection is to the Order of the Wall either, because with Emir, it's like, how much is what she's saying actually the truth? Because her story as she presented it to to the audience, is, or to Krista, is, I overheard this. Whereas prior to the, her saying, I overheard this one time and I decided I'd seek out this person, prior to that, we were like, 
like she's probably a spy for the Order of the Wall since she immediately latched onto Krista. But here's the question: If she's not with them, if she's telling the truth in this scenario, that means that somebody else in in probably the 104th is a spy for the Order of the Wall. So if she's not a spy, mm. who's the other spy? Yeah. And are they that big of a threat? Or is it, like, not an issue at this I point? I know. It's like I almost sort of feel like she's not the spy. You know what I mean? And Like, she, like latched... she was a red herring. Yeah. That yeah. She... Oh. Totally. Oh. I mean, I don't know that that's true. That's just a theory, but... I don't know. Would you Would you like her to be a spy, or would you like her to be honest in her, in her admission to Krista? Well, here's the thing. <clears throat> I really do think that at this point in the show, like, she is full on in love with Krista. Oh, yeah. But it's like, was she when she joined the Scout Regiment? I don't like, know. I kind of feel like, to me, and this is totally speculation, I- I'm not speaking from, like, knowledge of my character, but I'm like, I feel like she had to have had some ulterior motive for, like, keeping tabs on her originally. Yes. And then over the course of knowing her, fell in love with her. Right. And then her motives may have changed. Yeah. I don't know. Well, whatever her initial motivations are, Krista is the one thing that Bertolt and Reiner are able to use as leverage to get her on their side in this episode. Maybe. Because she's about to drop some knowledge about the world and then decides to go... Who knows, guys? Yes. Who's the bad guy? Who's the bad guy? <laughs> World's best Kanye shrug. Just <laughs> <laughs> who can say, really? And that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is. It is very interesting. But I agree. Like, and I, I like Elizabeth that you, you know, you brought up the idea of like Ymir being full on in love with Krista, and I like that. Like, that's your attitude towards it, and I'm sure that that like affects your performance as well. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, and and you brought up Yuri on Ice and how, like, in that show you get this really nice portrayal of, like, an actual, like, gay relationship. And I feel like, weirdly, it seems very much the same with Krista and the Amir in Attack on Titan. We're like, it's not fetishized. This is right. not, like, it's yeah. not some man playing out their, you know, their fantasies with no men involved as many situations wherein we see homosexual relationships in anime are kind of problematic from the point of view that they are women playing out their sexual fantasies with no women involved. But, like, Ymir and Krista, weirdly, like, have no. one of the best relationships on the show despite the fact that, like, they're definitely keeping some secrets from one another, but I and in that yeah. episode too, where like uh, where we get like Krista's backstory and how like she really is like the illegitimate daughter of a noble family, and like her just running to be like, no, Ymir, I have to tell you my name. It was so oh my beautiful. god, I cried. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I cried when Brit like I was listening to Brin like yell yes. at her Aww. like, don't you die? Oh. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Well, I meant to, but oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that must have been really, that was probably a very emotional scene for you. But so far, and again, without giving anything away for, for future episodes, what's been your favorite bit to record for this season? Ooh. Um... I know that was a, a long time ago, <laughs> probably, uh, because it takes a while for things to come out. But Well, um... I, I feel like I got the biggest goosebumps when we were filming the end of episode 29, I think it was, where she 
first like cut, like leaps off Wh- and cuts where her we hand. get the reveal that she's a titan, right? But I have to say that like that whole conversation she has with Krista in the snow, where she kind of like lays out that whole like you know if you give up, you are giving them exactly what they want. Like to me, that was like a perfect example of like. I feel like Amir doesn't always have the best way of saying things, but I really do think that she's really smart. Oh, and, absolutely. And like, yeah. I like was like, yeah, I totally agree with her. Like, I may not have said it that way, but like, <laughs> you are you go, girl. Yeah. Yeah, well, because I mean, it's like, you know, she does, she points out to Krista in the snow, like, you're only doing this because you're planning on dying. Like, yeah. get it together. It's not worth dying over. Like, we're going to get through this. Yeah, she might not academically be the smartest person, but she knows people. Yeah. And I feel like, again, there are a lot of questions about her backstory that kind of, you know, give insight as to why she knows people. And it's one of the things that's made her such a great survivor over the years and probably really resentful, too, and why she has this sort of kindred um, kinship with Krista because she sees somebody else who was ostracized for whatever reason and identifies with her in that way. I also thought it was just, like, really poignant about how she's, like, in those episodes, she keeps repeating over and over again to Krista that, like, all she ever wanted was a second chance to live for herself. Yeah. But that... Who was she living for before? Well, that's a good question. But I was going to say that she, like, talks about, like, what she thinks she wants is to live for herself. But what you see that she... What really is keeping her going is that she's living, like, for Krista. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just thought that was, like, oh... Love. <laughs> Maybe what she was really looking for is looking for the thing that she could choose to live for, as opposed to being, you know, having that choice taken away from her. And taking that choice back, she chooses Krista. Yeah. Aww. It's like really that. adorable. It's really adorable. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sweet. But, but it's also something that's being used to lead her around by the nose. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so weird that something so pure and beautiful could actually be actively turned against her in this way. I do love how Reiner's like, look, we can't ensure your safety. And we can't really ensure Krista's, but we'll try. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, do what we want. like, if you join us, like, trust, we can all, we can all protect Krista. Like, we we can't, we can try. We don't know if it's going to work, but. Do you really think the scouting corps can protect her? I mean, come on. Come I on. Love, you saw what we did. I, I do love that he's like, guys, this is the one thing we can all agree <laughs> on. I'm not joking here. Yeah, we're all going to marry her. We all love. Krista. No that one is wants true. anything bad to happen to Krista. This is the one thing we can all come together on. Everyone's internal monologue when it comes to Krista is just immediately dialed to gonna marry her. her. <laughs> yep. Yep. Regardless of sexual orientation. It just she's she translates across genders. Maybe you know? that's why Krista's so important. Yeah. Like forget all this like family Historia nonsense. Stuff. Yeah, forget all of this Reese family nonsense. It's really just because she like she has the power to make anybody fall in love with her. That is her special power, yeah. yeah. And oh. sorry, everybody in the chat that's being like, why aren't you calling her by her real name? Because they're still calling her Krista on the show. So yeah. yeah. That is her name. And <laughs> also because Historia is kind of one of those I feel like we can names. keep calling names. her Krista until she says 
call me Historia because I also feel like Krista is very much a part of her identity. I now. agree. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Historia, the the reveal, the revelation of her name was a a private moment, a quote private moment yeah. between her and Amir. Yeah, so. not everybody knows. Yeah. yeah. So Hanji, yeah. Hanji yeah. knows. Mm. But again, that wasn't that wasn't for the rest of the world. No. It was just for Amir. Yeah. Aw, good point, Mark. You're on it tonight. Hashtag cute. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel like apart from the scout regiment kind of coming to the rescue towards the end here, I feel like that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. Yeah, I mean, Mikasa and Hannes had like a yes. little a little moment while they were riding horses. They did, and I quit pulling ahead. Dang it, stay information <laughs> again. It's one of those things that makes Hannes, you know. Which, what could have been a nothing character. Yeah. I, I've become insanely invested in him because he's become this father figure. Yeah. To Aaron and Armin and Mikasa. Right, and because we got, like, he, all they needed was that one little moment in the last episode of him being like, yeah, I I like being a drunk, good-for-nothing soldier, and now I don't have a choice because the situation's gotten too dire, but to go out there and try to take that back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it made him a much more sympathetic character. And yeah, he has, he's having all these great moments with Mika's on Armin <laughs> right now while they're like trying to track Aaron down. And I feel like he's very much sort of like their emotional rock at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Without, without Aaron, they fall to pieces. So he needed to be there. Yeah. You know, Aaron, you know, he's not going to let himself be taken without a fight. It'll be fine. We'll get there and it'll be great. It's kind of interesting to see um, the the spiritual component of the trio, or like the emotional component of the trio, uh, kind of substituted with somebody who's positive emotions because yeah. there yeah. is so much, you know, fueled Rage. by anger and frustration. So it's kind of nice to see somebody who's got that optimism to it. Oh, I love how too he was like, I've never seen him win. But I've never seen him lose either. <laughs> it's so accurate. Never no. give up, never surrender. <laughs> yeah, Aaron's the most confusing, like, shonen protagonist that's ever existed because, like, he's really terrible at everything he does, basically. Like, He'd be uh, far and away succeeding if it were a different series. Yeah, and the yeah. fact that he's not is part of what makes this series so interesting. Yeah, that it's just, like, sheer determination of being unwilling to give up. Is not going to get you through. Not enough. <laughs> uh, nice try, Gosh. buddy. Which Gold I, I star. still hate that he he looks at this episode, at the start of the episode, he's like, ah, oh, man, I must have lost. I'm still like, no, you didn't lose that fight. This was the one fight you were going to win. Yeah. Bertolt cheated. Yep. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what well, happened to my just... arms? My bad. <laughs> Sorry. Again, things the subtitles literally said, my bad. Like, who is writing these subtitles? And can I send you, like, chocolate or booze or something? Because this is wonderful. Crunchyroll, you guys are on point this season. It's just that, that I don't, I can't say I'm terribly fond of their business practices overall, but whoever's on the subtitles, you. I like you. Before we move on into predictions, Elizabeth, can't say thank you enough for, for taking yeah. the time to calm down uh, to talk about Amir. Do you have any other upcoming projects that you can talk about? Or, I know. Yeah. 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 If you're a Rooster Teeth fan, Camp Camp Season 2 is coming at you June 9th, which Woo. I am ridiculously excited about. Hey. Us uh, too. Us too. What sort of antics is Nikki gonna get involved with this season? Oh boy. I'm trying to think of like 
what's been shown. I mean, we see Nikki the cyborg in the trailer. Um, what else do we see? We see Nikki slap David, which was a really fun oh, moment for me to record. Nice. That must have been so fun. <laughs> it was How very many takes gratifying. Did that take? Uh, not very many. <laughs> Were you actually slapping Miles in the booth I was like, while Miles, you did it? Miles, we can't get a realistic sound. I really am going to need you to come <laughs> into the booth with me. Um, uh, what is there anything else I can talk about? Are you, are you on anything that's currently airing that you want to mention? I'm, I'm in a couple of other fun animes right yeah. now too. Um, uh, Seven Mortal Sins, which is very oh, yeah. it's very adult, but it's really fun. Um, and uh, if you want PG instead of R, uh, <laughs> check out Sakura Quest. That is uh-huh. literally number one on my list of like, I need to catch up on this anime. <laughs> it is adorable. And the thing that I like realized I was talking to Caitlin when I was up there last recording is I was like, one of the things I love about the show is that I feel like it, I don't watch a ton of slice of life anime. Yeah. But of the ones I've seen, I was like, they portray these relationships between these girls so realistically. Like, it's not all, like, a bed of roses. No, like, yeah. they have little tiffs and conflict, and they, like, bicker sometimes. And I don't know. I was just like, oh, like, this reminds me of real life more. Yeah. I'm very excited to check it out. <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome. And not to mention, uh, Legend of Zelda is out Oh, I right know. Now, guys. I know. Freddy, yeah. he hasn't picked it up yet, hurry up and pick it up. I've uh, I've been playing, but I'm like so immersed in like the beauty of the world that I've st- I've been playing for hours and I still have not stumbled upon any speaking characters. <laughs> so you actually just had to like meet your character? No. Oh. So you're just having a nature walk then? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I hear that you. I've can just do been that. baking a lot of apples. <laughs> yup. Uh, <laughs> felling a lot of trees. Oh. Yep. She is so cool. Uh, you play the best characters. They're oh, so nifty. Thanks. Um, well, again, cannot say thank you enough for, for taking the time to join us tonight. Guys, let's go ahead and move on into some predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. So, there's a rescue mission. I don't feel like it's going to go very well. I don't well. want to take bets on how much of a train wreck that's going to be. I'd... It's Attack on Titan. I refuse <laughs> to believe it's going to be successful. Yeah, no, it's not going to go well. Um, yeah, more people are going to die. Yeah, People are going to get eaten. We're going to learn more about Titans well, and why only... they're people. <laughs> We've had three episodes. Do we think that we're going to get all three of them being this mission? Or do we think we're going to get mission, aftermath, aftermath? Or, like, how do we think I feel like it's going to be probably mission, mission, aftermath. Oh, okay. Because I, yeah, I I feel like it could go either mission, mission, aftermath, or mission, everything goes really horribly, terribly wrong, crazy aftermath, and then, like, okay aftermath. If you look at the end of season one, most of that last episode was the fight with the female Titan. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe most of the last of this episode is the fight that we see in the opening. Uh, and then, yeah, we had God. I mean, do you think that by the end of, of the last episode, they're going to make it to the hometown? Oh, I don't know. I season? feel like that would be a nice way to end the season is if they did make it. Like, I feel like that would be a nice thing is if at, like, the very end of the episode, they were like, oh, and shit. this is our hometown. Well, here we are. And then plot twist, it's a cityscape. <laughs> They're like, dang, it's just like modern Tokyo. (laughs) This is our hometown. 
it's a series of caves. This is our hometown. It's tree people. This oh. is our hometown. It could be anything. It could really yeah. be anything. Oh man, I I don't know. I don't know if we'll if we'll ever get that. Because I don't know if that's the way this season is going to resolve itself. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's, mm. it's entirely possible that if Bertolt and Reiner don't win this altercation, they do the exact same yeah. thing that Annie did and just hit the I'm out button. And I, I do sort of feel like that with a 13-episode season, you're talking kind of half a story arc. Yeah, so right. we'll see. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like, yeah, this, this is going to wrap up similar to, like, sort of the end of Trost where it's like this bit is over but clearly there's still all these other things that are going on. And R.A. in chat pointed out Emir said the Beast Titan was Berthold and Reiner's ticket home. I think she's throwing Mm. things at the wall and seeing what sticks but there might be something in that. That's a good point. Well, they, they point out that they're bringing Emir and Aaron back to their hometown because supposedly that will allow them to avert having to destroy humanity for some reason. I I don't know how much I believe that. They probably look at the Beast Titan and she's probably thinking that, that the Beast Titan can be used for the same reason, that whatever... Whatever secrets lie behind that character ultimately help them achieve their end goals. Again, with whatever those end goals are. I think Beast Titan just does what Beast Titan wants. Well, again, because it seems like they can throwing avert... Throwing a lot of horses. No. <laughs> throwing well, horses! Sure. Why are you throwing horses? Stop it. Who throwing does horses, that? throwing rocks, just throwing things. He doesn't understand things. the value of horses in this society. So he is a monkey. Yeah. He really is a monkey. He's just throwing things. Yeah. I don't uh, like it. But if that's true, we can probably guess that destroying humanity is a means to an end, as opposed to being the end-all, be-all, right. if they can avert it with Ymir and Aaron and the Beast Titans' help. This no world idea. has no future. So come with us, where we'll have a right. future. That, I mean, that, that was the thing that was interesting about it to me, though, was the fact that, like, you like in some ways like they might be right like yeah. everything is awful you guys like we have to live inside of walls titans are tearing everything about the titans are in the walls like what I- if they instead of like their hometown they're like where are we we're at the gateway to our hometown and boom it's a stargate yeah <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that, that might be a little far-fetched. A little out there. But, yeah, but I mean, it is interesting inside. because I, I feel like that that is the thing that I like so much about Attack on Titan is because it is about, like, the effect of humanity, like, no longer being the top of the food chain and, like... And what that does... And what that yeah, does to a person. And, and, and that, like, Berthold and Reiner are clearly part of some organization that really does believe that they are in the right. Yeah. yeah. And I think believes that they are different. I mean, obviously different from like there's like a class of ti- yeah. like there's a caste system of titans. Yeah, yeah. And and we how they were like, well, you know that the because Amir was like, well, those titans near the tower like could move in the night, and he was right. like, yeah, but these can't. You should know that. Yeah, and I was like, oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Well, and Hassan put this in chat. God bless. Would be funny if the uh, beast titan skips horses on water. <laughs> Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> just a, oh, just alone with his thoughts, trying, yes. to, trying to unwind. Yes, he's got oh. a little stable next to him, and he's just 
Listen, uh, Beast Titans have to, like, you know, reflect on their lives as much as the next person does. So, (laughs) clearly a sentient being. He needs his hobbies. Maybe that's why he stole the ODM gear. It's less of, like, nefarious purposes and just like, oh, a new thing for me. Yeah. I'm going to make it in my size. (laughs) (laughs) That's scary. Isn't it, though? I I don't think there's anything big enough for him to grapple. I don't think physics (laughs) works that way. Yeah. Well, guys, I think that just about does it for this week. Do we have any final thoughts before we sign off for the evening? I'm just still thinking about skipping horses all night. (laughs) That's going to be my night. Thank you for that. Oh, man. Well, Also, this will not end well. No, no. This next episode, not going to go well. But again, thank you so much, Elizabeth. Yeah, Yeah. for having me. I love hanging out with you. Oh, Anytime, anytime you are in town, yeah, you are just welcome. Come. Whatever the show yeah. is, it's fine. You can just <laughs> be on the panel. Real Housewives? All right, yeah, come, let's talk about it. Um, where can people go if they want to keep up with you and all of your projects? Uh, Twitter, I'm at about Elizabeth M. And uh, Instagram, just at Elizabeth Maxwell. Yeah. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me all over the social medias and on YouTube at Kiaxe. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. I have We have two shows that show up once a month, and they are both this Thursday. We have Red vs. Blue at se- 7 p.m.? I'm losing seven. my mind. Which <laughs> one's at 7 know. and which one's at 8? Uh, I'm pretty, I don't Red, know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Red vs. Blue is at 7 p.m., and we may or may not have a guest, so stay tuned for that. And uh, Steven Universe is at 8. We're talking about the Steven Bomb that we got a couple of weeks ago and the special that aired today that I'm going to go home and watch. Robots in Disguise is on Tuesdays as usual, and I am a regular on a Geek and Sundry's Gather Your Party. You can see that on Friday nights at twitch.tv slash geekandsundry. All I'm the things. Emma Fife. Uh, I can be found all over the internet at my name. It, I like to keep things simple. Uh, uh, hang out with me tomorrow over at twitch.tv slash hyperrpg starting at 1 o'clock p.m. I will be continuing my stream of Persona 5, I Ooh. think, unless I play a different game, but I think I'm going to keep streaming Persona 5. We'll see what happens. I'm having a great time, so I don't want to stop streaming that game. Uh, also, uh, on uh, Friday nights, yep, Fridays at 9 o'clock p.m., uh, check me out again uh, over on HyperRPG's Twitch channel, playing uh, Pencils and Parsecs. It is our Star Wars RPG. Uh, <laughs> it is a whole lot of fun. It got real. It got real crazy last week. Like, real emotional, uh, right? sure, yeah, real Jeez. emotional. Pretty sure the bounty on my head went up by like a lot of money. So uh, things are going to be very, very interesting. Uh, and also uh, over on Hyper RPG's YouTube channel right now should be my spoiler-free review of Wonder Woman. So go check Ooh. that out. Ooh. Ooh, that sounds exciting. Be- again, guys, please send Alexis your well wishes, uh, and you guys can follow her at a torres eight nine zero, and you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G. UIN. I am also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz and I write articles for the movie chick. That's chick with two K's. Be sure to check those out. Folks, again, thank you so, so much for tuning in. Thank you, Elizabeth, for joining us. Yeah. Thank you guys so, so much. We will see you all next time. Woohoo! From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 